Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast. And this is episode 103, where we once again bring you another interview with a cast member. Now, it's actually been a while since we had an interview with a cast member show. It's I, I can't even remember the last time it was. There's just been so many things going on in the past few weeks that I just wanted to get episodes out for. Like, there was the Food and Wine Festival preview. There was the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween preview. Then we had the 100th episode. And then I wanted to share my Bachelor Party episode. There's just been a lot going on. Uh, but I promise for the next couple weeks, we have some interview with the cast member shows coming out for you. So on today's show, we are joined with Gabby, who will be talking about her time working at Radio Disney. So this isn't uh, your typical cast member show, but I thought this was a really interesting opportunity to speak with her and what she did at Radio Disney, because I'm very excited. I mean, when I was a kid, I listened to Radio Disney all the time. Uh, but yeah, so very excited to speak with her today. So why don't we just jump right into it and begin this episode of the Excess Press Podcast. On today's show, we have Gabby from Orlando. Gabby, how's it going? Great. How are you? Doing well. Not so bad. I know it's been a, a just behind the scenes, a little bit of a struggle for us to schedule the t- some time together, but that's mostly been my fault. But I'm uh, excited to finally sit down with you today. I'm excited to chat with you as well. Excellent. So uh, we're here today. I already talked at the top of the show in my intro that uh, you used to work for Radio Disney. I did. I worked there for about seven and a half years. Oh, there. So there's probably a lot to talk about, but I don't <laughs> I don't want to get to it just yet because I yeah, I cannot wait to, to chat with you about that. Um, but I want to learn a little bit about you and kind of like your Disney history. Like, what is your background with the Disney parks? Because uh, you, you live in Orlando now. So I, I assume it was, it was probably for the job, but you're still there. Um, so, yeah, what's just like your, your background with the Disney parks? Well, actually, I am from Miami and then grew up in Fort Lauderdale. And as a kid, my family and I, we came almost every six months to the parks. We were a Disney family. We ended up moving to Orlando in about 2003 regarding my dad's job. And it kind of just continued with our Disney-obsessed 
love over here um, for Christmas. It's all Disney decked out Christmas trees, old little um, moving animatronics that they used to sell at the Disney store. So we've just been a hardcore Disney obsessed family since I can remember. <laughs> yeah, so a lo- long time now. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Does everyone still live in the same uh, same area? Yes, we do. Okay, we're all in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Have you ever like thought about branching out of Orlando? You're you're just you're pretty set in the area. As of right now, I'm pretty set um, with my job that I'm at currently. It's it's a good spot, and you know I don't see myself leaving anytime soon. Cool. Sounds good. Um, so before we get to, to to the Radio Disney thing, did you ever work uh, at the Disney parks at all beforehand or no? No. No. Did you ever like want to do like the college program internship or since you live so close to the magic, you're just like, I don't I don't need to do that. Yeah, I never really ever thought about doing the college program. I kind of graduated high school and jumped right into this job and it kind of was just there the whole time. Oh, so did, so did you go to college for at all or no? I did go to college, um, but not for anything regarding this position, actually. Oh, okay. I'm a science major, actually. Oh, okay. I, I, so are you, I, are you doing work in uh, that field right now? So was Radio Disney just kind of like a, maybe like a precursor to that? Yeah, I always liked uh, sciences and throughout high school, and that's where I wanted to go college-wise. And then the experience I got working for Radio Disney for as long as I did got to open different windows and doors for me. And it ended up making me realize how much I enjoyed the event side of the hospitality industry. Oh, cool. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. So yeah. so you say you kind of started with Radio Disney out of high school. So how like how did that come about? How, how did that work? So back in 2008, when Radio Disney, um, especially the Orlando station, was a smaller station, they had volunteer kids called Kidcasters. And I had a mutual friend who knew someone that was a Kidcaster at the time. What is, sorry, what does that mean exactly? A Kidcaster kid was, so for in an instance, you had younger children that would be there for our events that would encourage kids to partake in the events that we were doing throughout Central Florida. Oh, interesting. Okay. So they were like, they're on a volunteer basis. But the person my friend knew said they were hiring for a hourly position. And I thought that was a really cool experience. It was a radio station and it was Disney oriented. So I thought, why not? I'd apply for it. So I applied literally the week after I graduated high school. Oh, that's, that's, (laughs) that's really neat. So that was a, so before you went to school, did you do that all summer? Was this more of like a seasonal thing or did you kind of stay with it either part or full time as you went to school? As I went to school, it started off since it was a smaller station. We only had, um, we have very few events. So at that instance, when I started college, it was only two events a month that you were required to work. And as the company got bigger, the more events we had, and then I slowly became full time. Okay. All right. I, well, I definitely want to know more about those events. Um, but was there for the, like the application process, was there anything like specific you had to do for or, or was it just like pretty kind of simple? You apply and like they interview you and like, that's it. It was a lot of just basic interviews and you go in and talk, but they had like their specific requirements, like making sure you're able to lift a certain amount. Uh, if you were okay with standing for long periods of time, working outside, because there were so many different types of events, they wanted to make sure that you were capable of being able to handle 
all those types of things. But the interview process itself was pretty basic. Okay. Now, I, I assume with these events, it's you, you probably have to be a very outgoing person, especially if uh, you're trying to get all these kids to participate in whatever these events were. Uh, so I, I, tell me if that's true or not, but were you like an outgoing kid uh, growing up that you just, it, this was natural to you or was it awkward for you? How, how did it make you feel? It was kind of a mix of both. Um... I'm outgoing when I'm very comfortable in a situation. So in the beginning, it was a little weird because when I first started the job, I was one of the, actually, no, it was the youngest person that was working at the radio station at the time. Um, because since it was, again, fewer events, you had more um, mothers with their own kids in like their elementary school years. So I was the youngest one out of everybody. So it was a little weird for me, it being my first job ever, and then coming into something that I was a new experience. Gotcha. Okay. So did you have to, uh, well, actually, before I get to that question, like what was, what was the training for this? Like, did you have to go into like the office, uh, at, like was, did they have an office? I mean, I assume they have an office, uh, but did you have to go into the office at all? Or did they just kind of call you up when there was an event was like, and was like, Hey, can you show up? We need you for this. Um, in the beginning it was, she, our manager would send us an email with a list of events and you were able to sign up for the events that you were available to work or the ones you'd want to work. So if you wanted to work them all, you could, or you could just pick and choose which ones you wanted to work. So you didn't necessarily have to go to the radio station, but unless it was like, uh, an event that was a further event, cause we did travel a little bit outside of Orlando too. We've gone to Jacksonville and Daytona. So in those cases, we would all meet at the radio station and hop into a company vehicle with our equipment and head to that uh, destination. All right, neat. So, well, now I kind of want to know a little bit about these events. Like, what exactly were these events? What did they entail? Was it like just promoting Radio Disney or were you guys like helping out a charity? Like kind of go into the details of the events. We did a wide variety of events. So when we first started, we would be the group that would go out to those concerts before, you know, with the radio station promotionals, you know, here, try to win tickets, win an autograph. We did a couple of those for like the Cheetah Girls tour, Demi Lovato's first tour. And then we also did smaller events where you go to a car dealership where they had like the little kids play area and they'd have Radio Disney stuff there. And we would try to attract families to go to the dealership. And those were the beginning events. And as the company grew, we had a multiple different concerts. We hosted a annual holiday concert every year. It was free in celebration. Then we started, we did volunteer work with uh, Give Kids the World. We've done an event called Magic of Healthy Living, where we would go to a location, bring a Disney Channel star, and we're promoting healthy living for kids. We've done events where you go to a school just to do like that little program that gets you at a class, but it's again promoting active living we did game shows we did meet and greets we worked with the radio disney music awards we did an array of things it was never a dull moment at all at that radio station <laughs> no yeah it sure sounds like it it, uh, it definitely kept you busy so in Absolutely. like so in like the the beginning say like year or so like how often was this kind of being uh like how much time did you put into this because you said it was an hourly thing so you said you worked maybe like two events a month. A month Is that kind of what happened? Was it just like a weekend thing as, as you went to school? Yeah, in the beginning, it was our weekends were mainly um, over the weekends. 
So it was easier for me with college to do, you know, school during the week and I had my event on the weekend. And the events would range from four to six, eight hours, just depended on the event itself. Gotcha. Okay. So, so what were like, what were you in charge of at these uh, events? Was it the same every time or did you kind of just do a little bit of, of everything? What, yeah. So what were some of your responsibilities? A general event, we had different positions. So you had somebody that was your host on the microphone. You had somebody that was your DJ with the sound system and making, you know, making sure the music is playing or we had the right audio games were playing. You had somebody that was assisting the person hosting, and then you had someone that was either recording or taking pictures. So your positions usually rotated, so it didn't have you doing the same thing the entire time. All right, cool. Sounds good. So, like, what were like what were your your favorite parts of um, of the of the events, either that you worked or just in general? I guess my favorite parts were always interacting with the kids, and we got to really see the you know that magic that you see in the parks you also saw it at these radio disney events especially when it came to them talking about their favorite artist or their favorite disney channel show and we always did games like we try to create games to theme it to those shows movies whatever it was to keep everything not the same event because some kids you did see at multiple events we even came up with dance routines that we would teach the kids. So I think that was probably one of my favorite things was just dancing and having like a dance party with these kids throughout the event as well. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. I've, n- I've never been to anything like that growing up. I feel like I was uh, deprived of events like that. <laughs> I don't even remember seeing them when I was growing up, but then being a part of it, I was like, I really wish I had this because this was so much fun. Yeah, seriously. Just on my end. So I can only imagine what the kids thought. Yeah. So was Radio Disney that small back in the, you said it was the mid 2000s? Is that what you said? Yes. I started in 2008. Yeah. So you had the main station that still to this day um, broadcast out of Burbank, California. There were little stations throughout the country in different cities. Um, So ours was out in celebration. And the events we would get at that time, it was just smaller, but as so Radio Disney grew when we started working more with the Disney Channel and the theme parks themselves. So our events started getting bigger because of that. Okay, I, I understand. All right. So was there like a level of, because you, you always hear about the, the training that the, the cast members get in the parks. Um, was there like that kind of level of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess just like guest satisfaction, like you guys had to be at the top of your A game all the time. Like, where's there just the just they're just always making sure you're doing the best that you can, just like the high level of training that the Disney cast members at the parks had. Absolutely. We still had the same um, training in that aspect where you wanted everyone smiling, having a good time. You want to make sure you're on top of it, because if you're not showing that, then the kids are going to see that. And we're the faces of that radio station that these kids love and listen to. So we never want to have that negativity or that, you know, that face of, oh, you can tell this girl's just here to work. You want to make sure you were on top of your game at all times. No, for sure. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. So so as like the time kind of go on, as you progress throughout these uh, events uh, in your college career, did, did it evolve at all? Like, did your role and responsibilities uh, evolve? It did. Eventually, I started working there more. You, I was found in this radio station itself. 
helping with creating these games. Like for instance, we did events for Star Wars Day and I came up with little games like Yoda Speaks where we would say song titles and the way Yoda speaks and the kids had to guess what was the <laughs> like song that. title. So I took part in a lot of that. I did a lot of with the dance routines with new um, co-workers would come in. We would do the training. We did like they called them my little dance boot camp so that we can teach them. Um, and then I was also in the station making sure everything was inventoried and the vans were packed for the weekend. Make sure they had their proper equipment. So I was more hands on later on in the years. Okay, so was it more, would you consider, was it like a leadership position or manager position or were you just kind of there as like an associate just helping out? It was a mix of associate and leadership. As the years got on, I was more, I picked up a little more leadership responsibilities. I had a really great manager who liked to push me out of my comfort zone. And in the end, like still to this day, like I wouldn't be who I was without it. So she always liked to make me uncomfortable in a good way to help me grow. So that was always great on her part. So I was able to p take on more leadership and more responsibility when it came to our events. Yeah, I think uh, as with any company, I think you have to put yourself in an uncomfortable position to grow. And I mean, that's how you learn. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, like just last week, I, I did a workshop at work and I did something that totally took me out of my comfort zone, something I've never done before, but I'm just so grateful for like that opportunity because I learned so much in those like two days at this workshop and it's, that's really the only way you're ever going to grow. You have to, you, you have to change. You just, you can't stay stale or static, whatever word you want to use. You just always have to continue to learn uh, and take yourself out of that, that comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. And she's someone I still, I'm still in communication with and I thank her all the time for it. Because if it wasn't for her, again, I wouldn't have the work ethic that I do now. Oh, no, that's that's great to hear. It's it's, yeah. it's always a good thing when you hear uh, that you had good leadership, because I know some mm -hmm. sometimes people complain about their 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 bosses and their leaders yeah. and how they're just not motivating or pushing their their employees. And that that kind of stinks. You need you need that leadership to uh, yeah to make yourself grow. Yeah, especially when they see something in you that you may may not see it at that at that moment but they're there, they see it, and they push you to see it yourself. And that was always something I was grateful for. No, that's good. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's really good to hear that you, you had that. Um, so as you, as time went on, cause again, you were there for seven years. So, yeah. uh, did you continue to grow from, from that as you were helping like create the games and all that? Like, did it, did it grow even more? It kind of got to that point. Um, so within, I think maybe the last three or four years of the radio station, of me being working there is where I really took on more of that leadership. I did have a second job as well on the side that took up some time because during a, in that transition period where there wasn't that many events, you know, to keep, you know, paying for things, you know, I had to get a second job. But in the end, I ended up going, I guess, seasonal to the second job and took on more and that's when I was able to take on more responsibility with Radio Disney she my manager wanted to offer me more responsibility and I said I was willing to step back more from my second job and focus more on Radio Disney all right neat so I'm, I'm kind of curious like as you as you kind of grew into the like, creating these or helping create these events and or like the games at the events like 
can you kind of go through the process of maybe creating an event like from like maybe the inception of it and to like to to the end of like when the events finally finished i don't you can kind of wrap it up and maybe like a, a maybe a few maybe not a few sentences but uh as as few as uh, sentences as you can yeah um our i know assistant... i know that's a very broad question so i apologize no. <laughs> it's okay yeah. um our assistant um promotions manager and our promotions manager would receive emails from either clients that our sales team uh, formed contracts with or from specific com like Disney companies on their own saying, hey, we would like an event themed towards we did not so scary Halloween party. And we've done mer very merry where a couple of days in the week we'd be like, hey, we're going we're to give away tickets. So it was OK. Now it's time to come up with games to theme it all together. So we would do like, for instance, we even we did New Fantasyland when Mind Train and all that stuff opened. We did games with fake gems and seeing like like a relay races. So you mean you weren't you weren't at these events or at the lands? You were at like a client's. Correct. Um, like say you were at like a dealership or whatever, giving away tickets uh, for those events. Correct. Correct. We would do more of like um, hotel sites that were either near property. And we would set up, you know, our equipment, our sound systems and play these games. And we would theme even games that we've had that are generic, like hula hoop games or anything like that. We would just turn it into a theming to tie it all together. So our relay races, again, were themed and stuff like that. Even our dance routines, we would do themed dance moves for like Simon Says and stuff like that as we would give away tickets as well. OK, neat. Sounds yeah. good. Um, so over the seven years, I'm sure there is like a few projects that or events that kind of stand out the most to you. So if you were to name a few, like what were some of the more memorable projects or events that you worked on? We a lot of them were concerts or big media events like we did one for Friends for Change, which is Disney's environmental um, program with children and we did a thing at epcot where a selected number of kids got to come and work and do workshops with disney channel celebrities that also um took did their own environmental things on their own and they kind of advised kids what else they could do to help the environment so that was neat to see because you're seeing all these young kids that want to do good and you don't really see that too much and they come up with these ideas and how this would be better for the planet. This would be better for the environment. So that was always it's a very eye-opening to see that. Another one was Demi Lovato's first headlining tour. She did meet and greets at like AT&T's. And her numbers were typically around 200 people, but ours drew 2,000. Oh, jeez. At this little AT&T. <laughs> oh, my. And it was a madhouse, but it was, oh, it was no. worth it. It was great. <laughs> Yeah, so you just kind of had to make sure everyone kind of mm -hmm. kept calm. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've done events with, uh, again, Magic of Healthy Living, Active Living, at Wild World of Sport, Sports, where Michelle Obama came when she oh. was First Lady. Oh, so wow. that was neat as well. We got to work with a lot of big names and even maybe some that are lesser known, but they're all. We had stars from Austin and Allie, uh, Jesse, Justin Bieber, right at his prime. Actually, he was one of our holiday concerts, and it was right when his first single hit big, 
and it ended up being, I think, our busiest holiday concert. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So did you did you ever like work in the, the parks themselves at all? Or were you just like strictly you did things outside? We did. There was a period at Hollywood Studios where they still had the hat, the sorcerer hat as their little icon. Mm-hmm. And we used to do dance parties that were just strictly there. And we oh, would really? do. Yeah, we would do that. And then even with the, um, the races and the festivals. So for the races, we would work. And be part what do you of the mean expos. races? Oh, like Run Disney. Sorry. Yes, Run Disney okay. races. Gotcha. Yeah, we would be a part of the expos, and for the festivals, we would work with Transition Lenses because they were a third-party sponsor for those festivals at the time, and we would be promoting Transition. So we'd be in the parks for that as well. Okay. All right. Cool. That's, that sounds pretty good. So, and of all those times, like. I asked you about some of the more memorable like events, but like, were there like moments? Cause you were talking about how there were some kids that kind of really opened your eyes to just like some of these ideas that they're coming out with. Was there any like specific moments that throughout those seven years that like you're, you look back on and you'll, you'll just, you'll never forget. There's a lot. I mean, just in, in general, in generalization, it was just having these kids thinking you were a celebrity. And let's be real, we weren't. <laughs> we weren't I mean, you were, radio. though. I mean, you were. To I mean, them, absolutely. Yeah. But it's not like you heard us on the radio. But the way the kids were so excited, we made a difference to them. And that overall is what I think made me love my job even more. Was just the fact on you'd see, again, like these faces light up just because Radio Disney was there. <laughs> and they'd ask you, oh, have you met so-and-so? Have you met so-and-so? And when you tell them, yes, it's like you are their new best friend and they <laughs> want to be your best friend forever. <laughs> yeah, like they would ask you if you like knew Demi Lovato. And... Mm-hmm. Have you ever met Demi Lovato? Have you ever worked with Demi Lovato? Yeah. So if we get stuff like that, we had like different prizings and stuff. And if it was like, hey, I'm really a big fan of Ross Lynch great well here's a prize from Austin and Allie you'd love this kind of a thing well I mean you definitely made those kids days because I, yeah. I feel like I'd be the type of kid that if I had talked to you and you said that I'd go back to my friends and be like listen I know someone who knows Demi Lovato and she's my best friend I'm just gonna like that's yeah, like the type of kid I would be <laughs> they're great the kids are great um and they'd ask sometimes ask us for our autographs and we're like really isn't like in our because in our heads we're like this is worth nothing but to them it was worth something because we worked for radio disney yeah i mean again you're 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 making magic for these kids they uh, you're you're a celebrity whether whether you like (laughs) to think it or not you are (laughs) yeah it was it was definitely interesting on our end because it's not something obviously we expected but you know, if it made them happy, we played along with it as much as we could. <laughs> okay. Neat. Um, so was there, was there any, anything I might not have uh, touched on about the job that you, you might want to share? Cause again, you were there for seven years. I'm sure there's a lot going on. So what's, uh, is, is there anything else you might want to share from that, ex- those experiences? Um, I think we, I mean, we did cover most of it. I mean, it's just something that you were able to network a lot. So that was always something, and especially I feel like nowadays networking is very important. You never know who you're gonna meet, so you wanna have that A game on at all times. And the job itself just taught me a lot. Uh, I never thought I'd ever, surprisingly living in Orlando, thought hospitality or 
events was ever something I'd be interested in, even though this is the perfect place for all of that. But it made me realize, you know, you, you should never not go after something that you may not think you might like, because it might end up being something you love. Because I tried when the radio station, so all the local stations ended up closing in 2015, minus the main one out in Burbank. All, all decided, the Radio Disney stations? Yeah, all the local oh, stations man. closed down in 2015. So, am I again, mine it, because Radio Disney is still a thing, it's still here on the radio. Um, it's just the local stations are not a thing anymore. So, I went, when that was like, well, there goes that, I'm going to go attempt my major now. This is what I went to school for. Let me try it. And it ended up just not being something oh, so I wanted. You, so you, so, sorry, I might have missed something. So yeah. you were, you were still there when it closed down? Yes. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. It, it was, it was hard, especially with me. Cause I, I think me and one other girl had been the, the longest. So seeing something go that never felt like a job, you know, you want to make sure you do something that doesn't feel like work. You yeah. wanted something you love, and this job was definitely it. Um, and so I attempted to, you know, go with what I went to school for and ended up not being something I truly wanted. So I decided to find something else that was event-related. Not not the exact thing, but it's definitely events, and that's, it showed me a love for something else that I never thought I'd like. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what's most important. You, like you just said, you you do something that you you love, and if that's what you enjoy the most, just just keep at it. I mean, yeah, it's a little tough that you go to school for something for so long and then yeah, you don't end up using it. But I mean, you, it's it's tough when you're that young uh, at, a, at like an age to know what you really yeah. want to do. Um, mm -hmm. And I I like people do it all the time and. Uh, they, they change careers and, and it happens. So uh, my wife is one of those examples. She went to school for like marketing and events, but she realized she wasn't into that. So now she's a tech recruiter. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you found you, you found what you love. So I think that's uh, one of the good things that came out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cool. So. All right. Well, we are wrapping up uh, the show. So. Before we we kind of head out, was there any any like last things? Uh, I mean, I know I just asked this, but any other things uh, that you wanna you wanna add about uh, working at Radio Disney? No, I think I mean we didn't like I said we covered everything. It's definitely something that I still support. Uh, if I see anything in the parks, I still go and check it out because they do occasionally pop up. You never know with Radio Disney popping up in, in the theme parks too. Sounds good. Yeah, I see. So I, I, I look at, I see your Instagram. I follow you there, and you're always in the parks, and it just always makes me so jealous every time. <laughs> yeah. I try to get there as often as I can. <laughs> no, I hear you. So, what do you think of uh, Galaxy's Edge so far? I, I, I'm obsessed with it. I think <laughs> I went to my friend took me as her plus one uh, cast member preview, mm -hmm. and I basically cried. <laughs> because <laughs> Star Wars is a big thing again with especially me and my dad it's a big thing so to enter something especially at Hollywood Studios because I haven't seen Disneyland so I don't know how's there how there's transitions but it doesn't even feel like you're at Hollywood Studios it's like you're in a different theme park altogether so you're so immersed in this Star Wars world that you never thought you'd ever be able to step foot in and it's a new land altogether so it's not something you see in movies you can read about it in books but not in movies so it was a really breathtaking experience and the how interactive the characters roaming around and interacting or avoiding each other 
because, you know, Chewie doesn't want to see a stormtrooper. So it was neat. Yeah, I'm just so excited. I'm I'm going to be there in November, and I'm just so excited to check it out. Ah, for the you're first gonna time. love it. I know. I'm like a diehard Star Wars fan. I'm uh, one of my one of my uh, good friends. He actually just he's probably a bigger Star Wars fan than me. He just went for the first time this morning, uh, and yeah, he's like uh, over the moon. He's like just in all of it. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. So I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Were you the one that Disney bounded as Han Solo? I did do that, yes. Yeah, okay, so, because I think I even commented to you, I was like, I totally didn't even realize that you were Disney Downing as Han Solo. I looked like, I went back, and I think you posted, like, maybe two photos or something. I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I realized the second time, like, yo, that is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was just, like, the coolest outfit that you put together. That was, yeah, that was really cool. I do like Disney Downing. That's always been a fun thing. It's a little creative way to, like, you know, put an outfit together that's not maybe something you would do typically yeah yeah <laughs> but i knew galaxy's edge i was like no no no, i have to go han solo this has to happen yeah no that was uh yeah super cool i was like i honestly i'm no joke i was like yo that is <laughs> that is cool yeah, yeah that was mm-hmm. really cool um well gabby my my last uh question for you today is um i didn't put this on the question sheet but i always ask guests on my show uh what their favorite Disney background music is, because as the show plays, I always like to have it on as the uh, the background as the interview. So, uh, what I mean, what's your favorite Disney background music? Hands down, Tower of Terror. Well, is it okay? Yes, that one. There's just something about it. I get goosebumps every time I listen to it. It's it's also my second favorite ride on Walt Disney World property. So it's just I don't. I love the feel of that vibe of that background music. No, it's great. And I think uh, it, weird coincidence, I just had that on my last show. Uh, I just had it as the background music. So it looks like uh, guests or listeners will be having it twice in a row. <laughs> uh, so, well, you said it was your second favorite. So what's your, your, your favorite? Dinosaur. That's, I just made a literally a post on Instagram about Dinosaur today and how much I just love that. It, it, to, I to love me, it. To me, it's just one of the most fun attractions out there. It is just. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. No. And every time I ride it, it never fails that there's someone crying on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. People, I hear people don't like it because they think it's actually terrifying. Like they mm-hmm. do. They you do either get have of that, it. they love it or they hate it. It's not a happy medium there. Yeah. My my co-host, that's like her favorite. My co-host, Katie, that's like her favorite ride as well. Um, yeah. Dino, I love dinosaurs. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it when it was countdown to extinction. I love, you know, it's just, it's great. Yeah. Well, Gabby, you've been such a delight on the show today, um, and thank you so much for coming on. I, I really do appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun listening to, because I don't know anything about Radio Disney, so that was uh, fun listening to all your stories about that. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. My first podcast ever, too, so this is great. <laughs> well, you have a great podcast voice, so you should think about doing <laughs> it more you. in the future. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Gabby. Uh, I appreciate it again, and thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course.
All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Again, Gabby, thank you so much for coming out and just talking to us about Radio Disney and all the events you did down there. That was just so much fun learning a little a bit about that. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that one. Uh, it's it's fun to hear like a different perspective of not just working in the Disney parks, but also working uh, with uh, like another Disney affiliate when especially Radio Disney. I mean, Radio to me, Radio Disney was a huge thing for me uh, growing up. So yeah, uh, Gabby, so much fun listening to that. And of course, I did forget to ask Gabby to plug her Instagram or whatever she wanted to plug, which, yeah, she was going to plug her Instagram. Uh, so you can follow her at Little Little Disney Obsessed uh, on Instagram. That's L I L Disney Obsessed. Uh, and I'll make sure to link that in the show notes so you can find her. Because, like I said earlier, uh, her Han Solo Disney bounding was phenomenal. And you need to check out her Instagram just for that. Um, so yeah, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. And if you can, please leave a review. It'll really help out the show. Make sure you're checking us out at excesspresspodcast.com. You can get all the latest episodes there and other Disney content. Uh, make sure you check out our shop. Uh, you can click the, the link is in the uh, on the podcast homepage. Uh, and you can check out all the Disney shirts that we have over there. Uh, and then make sure you're following me on social media. You can find me at Excess Press Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then also, if you would like to be on the show as a uh, cast member, if you were a past cast member, if you would like to be interviewed, shoot me an email at matt at excesspresspodcast.com, and we will get you on a future episode. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.